Hello, hello. Welcome to Skulls and Dollars. Welcome, welcome. We are back after a couple <laughs> weeks of business, but we've been doing it's, the things. It's, it's just been, been a busy lot of time, things. though. Yeah, it's been a busy time. Yeah, um, and you know we're glad to be back and sharing. I got Miss M with me today. She's got lots of things going on. If you've um, been following the page, you've seen some updates mm-hmm. um, for her personally and what their efforts have kind of gotten them too, but a lot of people are being admitted right now. Right. Well, they've been admitted and not getting mm-hmm. awards letters. Um, we're going to hear from some of our larger institutions. What, yes. Uh, Clemson and Carolina got mm-hmm. this next group March 1st, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. March in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there was 46,000 people applied to USC. La- I think they said, was this the largest group? The I largest group. article. Yeah. 46,000 yes. people Applied. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of applications. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand where they've come from. So if you think forty six thousand applications, mm-hmm. I think the class last year was like one of the largest classes, and that class had. They're going to beat that this year. Yes, they sure. have to because I think the percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can think about people you're going to admit, mm-hmm. and the people who are actually going to come. Right. And then what that looks like, I think, um, is projected to be a pretty diverse class as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I think people are waiting. So that's why we, if you have juniors and sophomores, that's how we preach, you know, get ready for early applications and early admissions because right. you don't want to really be waiting if that's your top school, mm-hmm. you know, th- until March. Yeah. And and I told you um, a few weeks ago, we went to Admitted Students Day. And I think that was for the early, for the the students who applied early. Right. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, so I think I'm pretty sure, but don't quote me. I think they're going to have another one for that second round of students, I think from December 1st, but it was a large group of people. Yep. Um, and I think I shared with you, I wasn't, you know, that's one of my daughter's top schools, but I wasn't as, I guess as impressed with the, the admitted students day because it, it, it was so lo- it was just so many people. Right. That's all I can say. <laughs> right. It was just so many people and you it wasn't in like um an area like, you know, auditorium where you can sit and you can listen to these presentations and they're talking about the different um programs and um opportunities on the campus. It was more like a drop in. Right. Um but then you have crowds of people asking, you know, or circling someone and asking all of these questions and I was just like, uh, you know. Um, then it was cold, but there were people from <laughs> all. When you talk about forty six thousand people, mm-hmm. I mean there were people from California that flew to admitted students' day right. with their parents. Some of them also with their friends from Maine, from Boston. Wow. Um, you know, we were just talking to them, and in my head, I'm thinking like, "Oh my goodness, you're coming just for admitted students' day, right?" But it was, you know, more like a drop-in um, type of thing. And so it started early, probably about uh, 8.30 and 9 o'clock that morning. And it could last all the way until 4. They did random tours. Right. Um, they broke them off by the colleges, by your major. Wow. I did wow. like that. Yeah. Um, and so you could actually go in and, and go into that particular building and talk to students. Um, students were on hand to talk about their major. Oh, that's everything. good. At least you can get real yeah. well. Get but real I experience. feel, honestly, like a tour, like aside from Admitted Students Day, would give you that, you know, a, a more personalized um, opportunity to talk with those students, talk with right. 
the professors. It was just so much going on. Well, for day. those of you who are, who are looking at touring colleges, if mm-hmm. you let them know, even if it's a set day, mm-hmm. I just remember from my time in admissions, if, you, if you're coming from Maine or California and you can't come back to the next one, right. what, what chances are what they're going to do is probably admit this next group mm-hmm. March 1st and then probably invite everybody again who hasn't said they're not coming right. to the next thing. So they may do something else. Um, like in the spring, I know mm-hmm. they have those the warmer days. They yeah. do some more activities and stuff. So, um, you know, college admissions applications went down like during COVID. Mm-hmm. Then that right after that swing went back right back up. Yeah. Um, more and more students were staying on campus mm-hmm. um, because of the cost. And now we're getting more and more students who are applying to places that are test optional. Right. So that's what mm-hmm. I would attribute. A lot of the growth in applications, not just that people all of a sudden want to go to college mm-hmm. um, and also not just they want to go to USC. But I think um, South Carolina made their application process more appealing mm-hmm. if you don't have to tap, have to have a test score test to be admitted. Because right. you're getting top students who are not submitting a test score just because right. it was, you know, 2021, 22. Mm-hmm. Not that they can't submit it, mm-hmm. but they just choose not to. And that test optional. Um, application. I think there might have been a small essay that you had to write or something. Right. Um, but I do think that that's a part of right. where you're getting more applications from. Um, Clemson. I think we're going to be hearing from them. Yeah. And and in your state or in your whatever school, I've yeah. seen some of the emails in in Jordan's emails across the country. Right. You know, admitted students. They you know another preview day or. Um, they want you to spend a weekend. Mm-hmm. It's different things that they're doing. So parents, again, we always circle back to get your children to check their emails because yes. you had to reserve a spot. Yes. Uh, for, I think it was limited. And mm-hmm. so, again, you have to reserve, you know, that spot. You can't just show up. Um, so, again, make sure your children are checking their emails um, for those invitations. Check your emails, check your email, check your email. Mm-hmm. And... Um, also, for students who, I mean, right now we're in, we're heading into March, February still, but heading there yeah. towards March. And we're trying to make sure that students who have not applied, which we all have um, at all the schools, and Ms. M works with students who haven't applied yet. That's or true. I'm not sure what they're waiting on. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I have a young lady that I've been working with, and she was going to the military, and now all of a sudden she had an experience, and now she's like, I think I want to, mm-hmm. you know, go to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately for her, I you know, had her doing some applications anyway, but there are a lot of students who haven't done any. So just keep in mind that there are schools that are opening up their application process. Mm-hmm. Um, College of Charleston opened theirs back up. Yeah, I think Coastal is still, and this is just people in South Carolina, but um, with that being said, several schools are still and accepting rolling, applications. Rolling in, yeah. Rolling in, admissions, admissions, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Common Black College app, you still can do that. Oh, yeah. Um, you still can log in the Com- Common App, up. and then when you go to that school, if you go to search the school mm-hmm. to learn more about the school, it will give you an opportunity to, um, you know, see when the right. first like deadline is, and then it'll let you know whether the admissions is rolling or not. Um, yeah, one of my students, uh, well, she's she's not on my caseload, but she told me um, she hasn't applied because she hasn't taken the ACT or the SAT. So yeah. then I look. <laughs> Do you plan to take it? You know, um, <laughs> well, I haven't signed up. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so I think you've missed what March, I mean, February. Yes. I think they just had February. So the next one is April. Right. Um, 
did you say where are you applying? Because that's always the magic question when they tell me. Yeah. You know, my mom told me that I need to take the ACT or SAT again yeah. first. Yeah. And I'm like, well, where are you applying? Right. And then they're telling me someplace that doesn't require an right. ACT or t- Correct. test or Correct. SAT. So I'm like, you can apply there. Correct. And you just don't have a test score. Yeah. What? I didn't know I could do yeah. that. You absolutely can do that. And we repeated, this is one of the students at my school. So we brought in, yeah. we've had senior day application day. Like we've gone through this stuff. A lot of schools, but it beginning of the year, mid-year, it wasn't clicking. Right. I guess now people are talking to them. It's like, oh, you got to find a school. You got to figure out what's your next. And and I think that's why now they're, some of them are in panic mode, really, <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. And, it, and it's just because of the lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. They see their friends mm-hmm. getting acceptance letters, award letters, you yep. know, offers, you know, um, Athletic offers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of athletic offers, I have seen some sad faces <laughs> oh, uh, wow. since signing day. Right. Because, you know, as we said in our episode for NCAA um, that we did over the summer, mm-hmm. I did with um, one of the coaches and things that we talk about throughout our time on the show and what I talk about in our presentations that we do with Pace, you know, times have changed. The transfer yeah. portal has changed the pace of college recruiting and he will get upset with me because they feel like I'm dampening their child's dream or Mm -hmm. trying to deter them. But the reality of it is five years ago, a kid that would Mm -hmm. have been a division one scholarship athlete coming out of high school, bringing it to now may not have that same opportunity. And that's because before the transfer portal, you weren't having to compete with college athletes, just moving schools. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, before you, if you were transferring Division One to Division One, you were having to sit out a year and those things, and that deterred student athletes from transferring. Mm-hmm. With the transfer portal, these kids are able to move from college to college mm-hmm. without penalty. Um, and if you're a college coach, right, if you can get a kid that's already at a Division One school, give them the same scholarship, same scholarship amount, you know, the work that that high school student would have to do is just ha- has to be exceptional, mm-hmm. um, and. And that's why we're seeing more Division Two offers for students yep. and um, prefer walk-on offers. So with those two options, you have to have your grades right. Correct. So the NCAA has gone to test optional mm-hmm. indefinitely right now. So you don't have to have a test score to, you know, do your NCAA eligibility, but you do have to be admissible to that school. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that school requires a test score, you still have to have a test score for that. But in terms of your eligibility – um, that's not the case. Um, you know, do I agree with it completely? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think the NCAA, of course, you have to remember all these things are businesses and all right. these things are, you know, trying to move maneuver the space. Um, How do you have that conversation with a preferred walk-on when there's there's no money with that? I, I have to have the conversation with them, but then I have to have that conversation with the parent. Yeah. Because then I'm trying to talk to the parent and I'm thinking – do you want to pay? Right, right. <laughs> so what what have we done different? Like what what's changed? Do we right. want to pay to go to school? Because I don't. Yeah, because want I, you to have I to found pay. some of the schools that the kids are signing with are private. Right. Expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Now some of the parents are reaching out. What scholarships? Like what can he do? Uh, I had one parent love the student, and and I did write the letter for him. Can you? write the letter for the Darla Moore, you yeah. know, for Francis Mary. This particular student, of course, yes, I would. Uh, but then I'm thinking about other students, like, what are they going to do? I, if it, you it, sign it just into hit, it a just, Wofford or 
or firm and or comp. Yeah, I don't understand because <laughs> you know you have their you, they do it anyway, right? And I know they people do. have believe in their kids' dreams yes. and stuff. And these parents, you got to think mm-hmm. for like basketball, they've invested thousands and thousands of dollars with them playing AAU from sixth, seventh grade, mm-hmm. and every summer and all these games and all these things. It's like, well, this has got to be the fruits of our labor. Yep. These this scholarship. Well, mm-hmm. even if the scholarship is minuscule, even mm-hmm. if you know it's Division two and they give you room and board, mm-hmm. but you're at a private institution, so all they gave you was room and board, yep. and then you're still looking at twenty, thirty thousand dollars for tuition. Yep. And you know, if your student has the grades, if they mm-hmm. qualify for other merit based scholarships, if you have some need based right. money that you can get, then it may not be terrible. Yeah, but in a lot of cases, you're not doing that, and I can't get some of those athletes to do some of those outside scholarships Correct. that we talk about. Correct. So, and that's that's where my issue is. Yeah, um, they're just happy that they signed. They uh, in the paper, yeah, no. you know. I know, and it's, coach, it's just yeah. it's a lot of times, and I, I say this, and a lot of times, what's happening on those signing days, air quotations, is you know they're signing a paper that's yeah. not the national letter of intent that they're Correct. signing at that yeah. moment. Now, it doesn't mean they won't get one right, or whatever the right. case may be, but that is a basically non-renewable. You don't know if that's going to be renewed to the next year. Mm. So those those national letters of intent where you're getting, mm. you know, if you're Division One, you're getting a full scholarship, or if you're Division One and just getting a partial, mm-hmm. or if you're Division Two and getting a partial, um, that's not guaranteed every year. Like, it doesn't say at the bottom. Wow. That contract does not say for the next four, four years. years. It's okay. a one-year contract. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you may not, you may have gotten that one year and then didn't get it the next. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if you're Division two, you may get there and realize that they got 25, 30 people on the roster yeah. for a basketball team yeah, because they don't have a cap on that right? in a lot of schools. So. And I end up seeing some of those students because I'm like, you want to go to this school? And then right. they end up transferring. <laughs> of course, because yeah. as a student, yeah, it wasn't a good fit. Right. And so right. it's it's one thing, you know, to have this, Huge talent, and then, you know, mm-hmm. something happens and it doesn't work out the way you thought. But if that's the case, you need to visit. You need to really mm-hmm. understand what that that package looks like. You need to not compare yourself to other people and what they have. And I think they're getting caught because this is that season, you know, oh, where yeah. they're, you know, and so some students are looking like I really want to sign to. So at this point, yeah. I feel like I have to take the best offer, even if it's, not an offer. I yeah, mean, it's absolutely. Just, yeah. It's just a coach responding to your email yeah, or whatever the yeah. case may be. And, you know, I you know, don't have anything against these young right. um, people who live vicariously through their kids, mm-hmm. like coaches who do that, yeah. who've taken these kids all these places and taken them to camps, all these large-name right. places. And, you know, you've taken your little high school co- team to Alabama and to all these different camps mm-hmm. and then these kids are not getting opportunities but then you shy away from going to some of the smaller schools yes where your child could your kids could actually be recruited that doesn't make sense to me because mm-hmm. you I think you're misleading some of those parents um into what their opportunities are so you need to be, be clear you know we're going to you know LSU for the experience mm-hmm. we're going uh to Alabama and Georgia just because we want to have a good time it's not because you're, you know, you're about to be recruited from there. And so a lot of times, too, we get to the end mm-hmm. and these schools, they're telling me they're being recruited by. They haven't even applied. So you have to be admitted. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens, too, is we get kids at the end of the process and heading into January. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I got an offer. I'm waiting on so-and-so. I'm going to sign with them. 
They haven't done the application they to the school. Did, I have one. So then like the colleges that. come Correct. back and have to ask. They're like, well, can they get we get the application yeah. in? Then when they do their application, they realize that it's going to be a condi- conditional acceptance, which means that the kid does not have that quality of grades that they thought they had at the right. time. And the university is going to admit them. But then they have to hurry up and get it done. Right. They were rushing. We got to get recommendation letters, all those different things. When back in September, you could mm-hmm. have just applied. I'm just laughing because I, and you probably get this too. Coaches will come in my office. Mm-hmm. What can we predict that this kid, you know, yeah. will get, you know, for a particular school? And I'm like, have you been accepted? No, ma'am. I haven't applied. What? <laughs> I can't even start, you know. Yeah, where are we going to begin with yeah. this? Because this is nothing to. Yeah, well, I'm going through that now and even just moving on with the FAFSA. And this kid, his parents are in the middle of, the, of a divorce. Right. The mom started the FAFSA. She won't give the, she put it in the dad's name, but won't give the dad the, uh, yeah, we had to stay on the phone with FAFSA to, you Try know, to get it maneuvered around. To unlock that code, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think parents <laughs> yeah, understand the different parts of this. So there's several things that go into it is. creating that FAFSA. It is. You're starting um, this legal documentation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, through taxes and those things mm-hmm. for your student. This right. is their first thing that's going to have their name on it, their social, right? you know, for the most part anyway, yeah. um, that's going to be tied to them for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you want to give them the assistance that they need Correct. Um, early on. So if you're not sure, you know, this isn't really the time to play games and no. hold things over people's head and right. whatever. And that happens a lot. All the time. Um, you know, we have people who've been living with grandma the whole time, mm-hmm. but mom or daddy still claims on their taxes. And so we get to a point where you ask if your, well, your parents deceased. You're like, no, my parents not deceased. Mm-hmm. So then once they hit that, we're looking for the parents' right. information. And the parent is who's been claiming them, but the grandma is where you really need to get your money from. Right. Your, and so you have a whole lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. And you can't just wait and mm-hmm. just sit on it. Ask someone, you know, start yeah. asking some questions. And when in doubt, I, I will tell you, I mean, we called the number. Yeah, They were very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, taking this student step by well, the parent, the parent ended up coming in my office, right? And uh, so, just don't don't wait on it. You yeah. know, this we're almost in March. Um, you know, you never know if you're going to be selected for random verification. You know, from the schools, right? That you're submitting your your information to, so don't wait until the last minute. And a lot of award letters mm-hmm. are pending on. You know, you're waiting. Yeah, and. and- one another thing when it comes to getting this admission stuff done and mm-hmm. and like I said, not waiting. Mm-hmm. When you wait to add those schools to their your FAFSA, mm-hmm. you're not helping anybody. Right. You know, I know I had a student I logged in. I got her to log in from her phone. We were standing there <laughs> at the basketball game the other day, and I was like, "Did you?" Um, she's like, "Oh, I got in a call to Charleston." I was like, "Oh, good. Are they mm-hmm. on your FAFSA?" Oh well, I didn't know I was going to apply there. Right. But you did. Right. And they just admitted you. So now they're about to, you know, do your mm-hmm. financial aid offers. And we had to go in there. There were schools on there that just I don't know when she selected. It right. was like Wake Forest was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU. I was like, did you apply what? to Wake Forest <laughs> or LSU? Well, I, I was I was thinking I was going to go there, you know, when I did this back then. Right. You mean last semester mm-hmm. when you didn't do mm-hmm. an application, you thought you were going to Wake mm-hmm. Forest? <laughs> <laughs> that story of my life. Yeah, but, but with that being said, you know, parents, you can assist them yes. by helping to kind of guide their path because, you know, you know, like just like we know, everybody wants to go to a certain school. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I got kids like, oh, I'm going to Chapel Hill. So 
If this little boy gets in Chapel Hill, he's going 1,000%. Right, right. He went to visit the other day for a game. Mm -hmm. It was too much. Oh, he was. Oh. Too much. Too much going on. It was too much. He didn't like how campus was set up. Yeah. But yeah. had had everything was on the table. Right. And if he gets in, he's going. Hands down. Right. Miss Harrison, I'm going to Chapel Hill. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, if you get in. Right. You know, we'll talk about it because it is hard to get in. And I mm -hmm. think he probably will. Mm -hmm. But went to visit for a basketball game. Yeah. Too much going on. It's a lot. <laughs> you know, too much. Just didn't like the traffic and right. the way campus was set up. Right. You know, and didn't do an official tour. Yeah. And sometimes you need to do more more than one tour. I if you're th If you're thinking about the investment that college can be for a lot of our students. Yep. So, um, and of course, you know, we got students that go to these Ivy League schools blind. They, they had never even been to Harvard, never been to... Penn. Yep. That one, she's like, I want to go to Penn. That's the easiest one to get into. Mm -hmm. Well, so you're just going to go there? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I say, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, so parents, if you can, if you have the resources, definitely try to visit when you can. And I, I recommend visiting, you know, when school is in, if you mm -hmm. can. Like, take those days, those mm -hmm. two days that you get in South Carolina anyway, yep. those two days that you get to go visit um, that are excused, you know, visit a campus. You have your admitted student days. Yeah. I always, you know, tell you, look at the school calendar at the beginning of the year. This right. is for our juniors preparing for next year. Um, and look at some of those four-day weekends or yeah. if you have a Monday off and, you know, that, you know, get out early, I don't know, on a Friday or something. Plan your visits. Yeah. And plan you know? it where it makes sense. Yeah. And know? maybe you can visit multiple schools, right. you know, in the area. Um, just have a plan in place. Right. And so, um, again, to the younger people listening and preparing – Think about these uh, bus tours or some tours mm -hmm. going on. Okay, and I'm not saying, you know, I know parents are like, well, I'm not sending, mm -hmm. you know, him or her with some people. I don't know them. Well, right. you can go too. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if, if it's transportation and they're taking a bus, 90% yep. um, of the time they're always asking parents, you know, parents are able to attend. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I got students going to Howard. Never been to Howard. Never been. I've mm -mm. got two <clears throat> now that they're, that's where they're going. <laughs> yeah, never been. Okay. You know, uh, one that was between Hampton and Howard. And mm -hmm. Those two different schools, you know. But I need to make sure that we just trying to figure out, um, you know, if you don't know or if you're trying to visit and you need to visit, definitely um, take advantage of those trips and stuff that we have. Um, and I guess at this point, we'll take a moment to hear from our sponsors you yes you did you know you have the unique ability to positively impact a child for life it's true becoming a licensed foster parent means your ability to make a life-changing difference in the life of a child is a certainty hi we are family preservation community services a private nonprofit foster care agency that works in both north and south carolina to help children have loving and nurturing home environments do you have an extra bedroom do you have the patience to help mold and shape a child who may be a little shy and reserved due to past neglect, abuse, or other traumas? If you answered yes to any or all of the above questions and feel you are that somebody who has room in their hearts to foster a child, then please give us a call right away at 888-782-3424, extension 11 or 12, or visit the website. That's fpcscorp.com. We know becoming a foster parent is a deeply personal decision. So we greatly appreciate your consideration and we can't wait to hear from you. 
And we're back. Um, as you've heard, if you know anybody with space in their home and in their heart, make sure you check out our sponsors. Um, message us if you have any questions, but definitely follow up with them. Right. Um, second half of the show, definitely want, we want to talk, since we were talking about admissions and getting ready to get into the next part of the mm. journey. Because mm. um, it's time to pay. It is time Which we're going to talk That's, about soon, but it's right. time to pay. Um, and, and I'm sure you're... Inboxes full. <laughs> this is usually the time. Yes, that uh, is picking up the messages and right. the panic. Absolutely, messages from parents and students who didn't do the work, who didn't mm-hmm. listen. Yes, um, all of that. Um, and now they're trying to figure out how can I satisfy this unmet need mm-hmm. of sixteen, eighteen. Yes. Twenty thousand, and that's the question. Yeah. It's like I'm, we got our bill, and we still owe mm-hmm. twenty three thousand dollars. So, do you have any? Do you have anything for that? Is always my favorite. I don't have anything for right. twenty three thousand dollars in no. one hit. Right at this point, right. Um, there's still going to be some work that needs to be done. A lot of work, and yeah. then because at this point, when I'm talking to students, I'm assuming that they have a personal statement or something mm-hmm. already done. So, if you're listening and you're home, we got intercession and stuff going on. So, if you are one of those. Um, who's got to break parents, you need to say, you know, this is the time because we're heading to March mm-hmm. and this is when, you know, you need to be able to articulate in some sort of document, you know, mm-hmm. what you're interested in doing, who you are. You know, that's just a general essay. Right. Um, 500 words. And they're coming out fast now. Right. I mean, I know we both see it, um, the local and state level stuff. Absolutely. Um, and not only just for seniors. There's yeah. some things for um, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Yeah, I've students. seen some categories yeah. that's been like middle school and then like ninth to eleventh mm-hmm. grades and those things. So just because you post post it and it says scholarship, don't just assume. Right, it's just for seniors. Right, because yeah. there's a lot of different the things um, out there that you can get. Mm-hmm. Now, will will it be forty thousand dollars, twenty thousand right. dollars to solve your problems right. at this point in the year? Chances are, unless it's an institutional scholarship that mm-hmm. you've already qualified for, that you've already done the application for, or something like that, right? Um, it's probably not going to happen. Now you're going to get some institutional things that's going to come out, like based on your major, mm-hmm. um, where they trickle down funds over the summer and those kind of things. Once you've paid your deposit, absolutely. But a lot of these schools are not going to offer you some of those big chunks of change until you've committed to going there. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, or go on a tour, and I and I'm not sure if I talked about that before, but I think Wofford has yeah. moved to the top of our list because they're paying for everything, right? So I'm like, hmm, okay, right? Um, but that was just because we did the FAFSA early. They pre- presented the award letter early. She did Girl State. It was some other things in there, and it's like, oh, hey, this total package would that have been at the top of my list no, earlier? I, yeah, no. And we've talked about that. They're private. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. I think they're close to 70000 a year. Mm-hmm. Never would have been on our list. So um, now we want to do a tour, but all the tour dates were booked. We called. We right. communicated. Right. They opened up a space for her. Absolutely. Yeah. And so most schools <laughs> will do it now. Yeah. When you get some of those larger ones and it's just going to be a general tour. But mm-hmm. if, you're, look, if you say, if you call admission and say, hey, I'm a senior or you can find your rep. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is across the country. If you mm-hmm. can find your representative. And you email that person directly. A lot of times. And they already see, okay, hey, we've already offered this right. person, you know, this package. Yep. Now she's really interested. We're going to, this may be a. We're going to follow up. Yeah. You know, and they'll they'll make sure, you know, they're, a lot of times they're around. I remember when I was an admissions officer, that was 
you know, it's a shock to see mm-hmm. some of those personal emails mm-hmm. that's so specific after we've done the admissions part. So they usually want you to come visit. Right. Um, they'll try to make some, you know, sometimes they try to match up students who can help you kind of get a general idea. So, you know, take advantage of that. But with that being said, you got to have got, gotten admitted at that point, and then you're starting to make moves in that direction. So some schools have sent out their um, awards letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Coastal has. And so still, same thing. Yeah. And I, I know the Coastal's getting a lot of out-of-state applications, mm-hmm. and they're not offering a lot of money. Right. And so unless you are doing something specific, as major specific, you know, you're looking, I got kids looking for outside scholarships. And so mm-hmm. um, we're heading into March and a lot of outside scholarships to do. Now that includes, um, I think Regions Bank is doing the, the um, rising contest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's for African-Americans. It's, it's, no, uh, it's open to anyone. Open, open um, to anyone. But they want you to target an African-American. And you're just writing about somebody who's in inspired life, you. Who's inspired you in your yeah. life. Yeah. So it's a pretty simple. And they're given um, on the high school and the college level. Mm-hmm. So, um, so even for those current college students who still need money right. <laughs> for college, I think um, the highest one is like $5,000. Right. And I had, yeah. we've had some students who get it through yeah. connecting through Pace mm-hmm. and they, $3,500, it yeah. really matters. Right. You know, and they spotlight you on the website and you can read some of those essays to get mm-hmm. a general idea. You can. You Don't can. overthink it. Correct. But just like with any other scholarship, if they give you an opportunity to be able to read the essays or whatnot see the videos i think they're accepting videos mm-hmm. for that one and some of the other ones are starting to accept uh video essays yeah. and um you can see how creative some of them have been some right. of the winners i've seen opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. i've seen one that was not for that particular scholarship but one that was really busy a lot of different pictures that was mm-hmm. one that won then i saw one um the guy was nicely neatly dressed mm-hmm. he was sitting in front of like a a green screen. It probably mm-hmm. had like a background, but his was very clear. He was speaking very clearly, and right. you could tell that he was passionate about what he was saying. So, you know, don't just throw those things together because <laughs> I think scholarship organizations are giving our young people an opportunity to use video because they see how much we supposedly like yeah videos, yeah. right? You know, and yeah, I I think y'all like TikTok yeah. and those things, and right. so then when he's trying to give you a scholarship for it, then it's like, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But parents, you stay after them. They do a good job. Um, our kids have been very, very creative, more creative than I would have thought. Correct. On some of those yeah. things. Um, so what other scholarships you got? Uh, you know, I always reference back to Scholarships America. And so there's one that I'm actually going to post tonight if you follow our page, um, Pay Scholarship Academy on Instagram and Facebook. It's called the Skywater Technology Foundation Scholarship. And they are awarding 10 $10,000 scholarships to students. Listen, in any major, anywhere in the U.S., you guys, $10,000, $10, scholarships. Wow. So, again, if you're short, $2,500, $5,000, right. you may want to put some time and effort um, into this particular scholarship. But that also goes back to setting up your Scholarships America account. We talked about it last year. It's still not too late. Um, to set up that account and they will alert you based on your profile, which scholarships you may qualify for. And so this is one that popped up Um, really great scholarship. Uh, I always circle back to those local and state level scholarships. Again, we're going through it now. I think um, before, before president's um, 
the um, holiday, I think Jordan's counselor may have last week submitted 12, 12 or 15. Right. And I'm like, all right, Jordan, you know, you, you know, you got to spend the weekend, you know, doing these things. The essays, pretty much she's got those. It's yeah. really simple. The the local and state level, they don't ask for a lot. Right. Um, but again, if you keep a folder, if you have a file on your desktop or your laptop, you can pull all of that stuff together. If you already have a copy of your transcript um, uploaded, if you already have your reference letters, right. you can attach those. It, most, it makes it easier. Those are things you got to roll out. So that's mm-hmm. kind of why I'm saying like at this point when I'm talking to students and I'm calling them down for scholarships, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they've already they already have a personal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. statement. This yeah. is my major. This is who I am. And those things. I have one student. She changes her major. <laughs> I don't know every two weeks. Oh but I, what I want to make sure I told her, I said, if you you can change it, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. But you need to make sure that you're not changing it to, um, I guess, x yourself out of a scholarship, right? By trying to change it and whatever. Because I think I told her, I said, some people would rather a student like you be undecided mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you come in there saying, right. I want to be you know, astrophysicists right. and um, they're looking at math grades. Like right. you couldn't possibly want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't seem genuine. You're writing yeah. fluff and not writing the truth. And a lot and of these places just staying know. in a certain area, um, STEM. Right. You know, you may not know exactly. Right. You, you may know not what, know specifically what right. type of engineer. Right. You may want to study engineering. And I think right. a lot of times people are like, oh, you need to say mm-hmm. that you want to be civil. Or you need to say that you want to be mechanical. And that's not necessarily the case, particularly Correct. Correct. with these STEM scholarships, Correct. because that's the E yeah. of the STEM. So yeah. just make sure that you don't have to um, change, you know, every little piece mm-hmm. or just be so specific. Because I, you know, one of my students said, well, well why are you having a hard time with this? He said, well, I, I just don't want to pick the wrong thing. Oh, He said, okay. that might ruin my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, wow, okay. <laughs> so I said, well, look, you got a lot more things I hear that ruin your life for choosing the wrong major. True. So you want to make sure True. that you're doing um, what you need to do. There are some scholarships that we have like on our page, and we get most of our scholarships, and a lot of counselors will admit to this. Mm-hmm. From my high school, we get a lot of our scholarships from PACE. Um but there's some scholarships that were very specific. Like uh, there was a divorce stigma scholarship mm. that I had a student that, you know, was very vocal about her parents' divorce to write about mm-hmm. that one. Um, and you have some that are very specific to what you are trying, right? Uh, you know, to get done, like information security. So there's some people who are interested in cybersecurity and IT. Um, Even education. Yeah. Because we have a teacher shortage. Right. You know, uh, across the country. And, you know, a lot of those... Um, associations are offering yeah. scholarship money, even on the local level. I know we have our um, local scholarship for students who want to go into education. Right. We also have South Carolina, in our state, South Carolina Teaching Fellows. Yeah, and so in other states, same thing. Same thing. You're retired. Your you're, um, South Carolina educators are retired, retired educators. educators. They have mm-hmm. that scholarship. That's yep. across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, teens Awareness, Alzheimer's Scholarship. Mm-hmm. So Again, back to specific things you may have going on that you may have experienced, and that's yeah. just to write an essay or submit a video, mm-hmm. see, um, describing a major impact that Alzheimer's disease or another dementia-related illness may have had on you, and right. that could be a grandparent or a right. parent. Um, and a lot of our students are caretakers, mm-hmm. and that's, um, you know, a scholarship that they would give, and that's due March 1st. So they're coming around the corner. They are. Um, <laughs> they you know, are. your foundations, like we talked about, Central Carolina yeah. Community Foundation, Eastern Carolina Federal yeah, Com- Coastal, Foundation, yeah. Coastal. So there's different scholarships. 
take advantage of those um, because as school, as school counselors, I know from our perspective, we know mm-hmm. that they're out there. Yeah. But we don't know what you're interested in or what right. you need help with unless your child comes to tell them. So just think if we have a specific interest in scholarships at our school and we mm-hmm. don't know all of them, then your your counselor may need, you know, may need some time for recommendation letters. or They may need some time to reference some things for you. So yeah, don't wait until the last minute. Right. <laughs> Please. Um, And when you get them, you know, like I said, if you can have them send you a PDF and you can, you know, put them in a folder and if they allow you to print them off or upload, you know, a copy of that, it makes it easier if you have all of these things um, in place. Uh, Some of the scholarships I've also seen, they put them out in October, November, and our kids forget about them because they're not due until March, April, May. you can either do them as soon as you, you receive them or, like I, I said before, have a folder or, or right. something in place, you know, where it's marked off by the month where you can actively, you know, apply and, for those And that's why I try to, like I don't, with ours, I try not to put them all out at one time. Mm-hmm. But you need to put them out, but then we get them so early. Mm-hmm. But we try to have it listed by date. Mm-hmm. So as the date passes, we kind of eliminate it. But, yeah. you know, the document is very long. Yeah. So those April ones start to creep back up to the top yeah. as we delete them off. But what I found is that, um, like Ms. M said, inevitably yeah. we forget. <laughs> but just remember there's some special scholarships out there. Um, and Ford Scholarship is $10,000. Mm-hmm. That's 2500 over four years. And you have to have a documented learning disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a bachelor's degree, only a 3.0 required. Uh, but you just need documentation. And you have to fill out the application and right. have written an essay. So that's $2,500 right. a year. But like I said, you know, we're talking about $10,000 not to be able to wipe out your $23,000 that you owe for this year. Right. So that's when you have to have some of the tough questions. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we'll get into um, next, you know, on our next episode because it's very, 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 very important <laughs> to start thinking about your overall cost. Yes. And as we break down these award letters going forward. We will definitely be able to um, look at, you know, <laughs> what you need to have to pay for school. Yep. So um, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Scholars and Dollars. And Thank we'll you see so you next much. time. See you next time. Bye-bye.